Hey, welcome to the Eat Local CNY podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringell. And in this week's episode, my guest is Sam Bender from Peaks Coffee Company right here in Syracuse, New York. Well, as you know, we are in Roasters Month here at the Eat Local CNY podcast. And I'm very grateful to Sam for coming on the podcast. I've actually recorded this episode with him before back in September. And for a whole variety of reasons, that episode just never hit the air. By the time it was ready to go out, so much time had passed. I went and talked to Sam. I was like, listen, it's my fault, but can we come back in and do another episode? And I'm really glad that he did because the conversation, I always have great conversations with Sam, but this one especially, there's just something special about it. And so I'm really excited uh, to get this released. And again, so thankful to Sam for coming down uh, on a Saturday night after he worked a shift at his coffee shop, came down to the studio and we sat down and chatted for a good hour or two. So thank you very much to Sam and make sure that you go and visit Peaks Coffee Company and buy lots of stuff from them. Uh, they're over on East Genesee Street in Syracuse and just a great coffee shop with a great mission. There is anyone that deserves our support. It is Peaks Coffee. So head out there and show them some love. Again, I want to give a special shout out to our sponsors this week's episode, Hall Island Distillery. They're Triple E Premium Vodka is absolutely delicious. Highly recommend it. Go out there, find it at a local liquor store, find it at a local restaurant, find them at the regional market and some other events. You can find them on Instagram, Hall Island Distillery. Their Triple E Vodka, absolutely great. Highly recommend this product. So head out there and get a bottle for yourself. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Sam Bender from the Peaks Coffee Company. All right, well, we're sitting here with Sam Bender from Peaks Coffee Company. What's up, everybody? And this is actually take two, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so there was, uh, we recorded a podcast like back in September. Probably. Yeah, I think it was back in September. And I sat on it, and it was actually a time when I had banked a bunch of episodes, but I sat on it, and then some shit happened, and uh, that probably will come out in a month or two, and um, uh, some shit Sorry, went everybody. down, and by the time I was ready to release it, and I was like listening back to it, it was like, this is so, like, I just need to do another one, you know? It's like, I can put it out in November, but it's going to be like, yeah, apple season is here, everybody, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> what do you think about Halloween? You guys getting ready for that? So... Uh, so Sam was gracious enough to come back in for a second one. So welcome oh. to Roasters Month, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, Sam is episode is going to be episode two of what is Roasters Month. I'm actually I don't know how it's going to go yet, but right now the podcast for 2020 is set up. January is coffee roasters. February is distillers, and I forget what March is, but March is a theme. Um, so I'm going to see how that goes. Chefs. Yeah, chefs. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't really know exactly. You should, um, you should get St. Urban on the podcast. I know, man. So I have this idea. We had our holiday party last night at the Evergreen. It was open bar from 6 to 8 p.m. Right. So $40. Rush it. Yeah. <laughs> we had like 30 people there. Um, we had a great time. Great party. Um, but... Anyways, I, I was talking to somebody about this idea I have for an event. I want to do four restaurants where the chefs at each restaurant go to a different restaurant. So you'll buy a ticket for, let's say, 60 bucks for this dinner. It's a three- or four-course dinner. 
you don't know the menu and you don't know which restaurant and you don't know which chef is going to be there. So when you buy your ticket, we then assign you to one of the four restaurants. When you show up that night, that whoever the surprise chef is, is there. And that's when you find out the menu. So now I, maybe I get Eden and Amano to switch. So Alex is at Eden, Rich is at Amano. And ideally, I would get Nick and Cody from Defi to go to St. Urban and Jared to go to Defi. And, you know, these four dinners happen simultaneously at these four different restaurants. Um, I was telling somebody that idea last night, and they were like, yeah, you're never going to get St. Urban to agree to do that. <laughs> Dude, Jared runs a tight ship. Yeah, right. And everything there is so, so good. Yeah, I know. So... Jared, if you're listening, if you ever listen, I mean, I'll put in good word, but it's on you. Yeah. Um, I, you know, part of the reason I haven't been is I just don't think, I don't know. I was thinking about it today. I take kind of shitty pictures, and I think that's kind of part of the appeal to eat local CMY is that it's not like this perfectly mm. photographed thing. If it makes you feel better, the light's in there at night. They're perfect for eating. Yeah. They are not good for photos. Right. So it'd probably be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I say that to say, like, I don't want to, like, what am, uh, what am I going to go say about St. Urban? It's good. You know, like, go there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, you got to go. Yeah, we're going to go. Eamon Lee is threatening to, like, slap me across the face. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey and I have been twice. Yeah. And both times, incredible hospitality, yeah. incredible wine menu. Absolutely incredible food. Hmm. Everything about it has been All just right. like 10 out of like yeah. 100 stars. All right, I don't gonna, know how you grade food, but it's really good. We're going to go in January. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, maybe me and Rebecca will take you and Kelsey there. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Kelsey, you have to come. <laughs> <laughs> My wife likes to stay at home. Yeah. Uh, so Rebecca does too. I mean, she, thank God, she does a lot of stuff that if I need somebody to go out, you know, she'll say yeah. yes to, but. Ideally, we would like to stay in more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is take two of the podcast. And uh, I forget where. Oh, we were talking about the chefs. That's what it was. Yep. So we talked a lot. We talked in the, especially in the first episode, just kind of about like the history and that kind of stuff. And I, I want to get that part out as well in this yeah. one. But I've really been interested lately in just um, finding out what it takes like some of the struggles that you you go through that restaurant owners and business owners mm -hmm. go through. But has there ever been a point in time since you have been up and running, you and Kelsey have had peaks for five years now, right? Four years. I think it's like four and a, it's been five, like idea one okay. year was like kind of working through it. Yeah. Open as an actual business for like four and a half ish. Okay. And you started roasting on at first a cast iron skillet. Yep. Right. Um, just kind of seeing what, what it would taste like, right? If you could do it. Yep. So it ended up actually being a Christmas present for Kelsey. Mm. The first time we ever kind of roasted coffee. And I had mm. uh, Lottie at Porridge and Pine, like, do up some really old school mock peak designs mm. and, like, got brown paper bag and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Coffee was awful. <laughs> it, was, it was just awful. Um, and... But, like, at that point, for Kelsey and I, it was both, like, something we enjoyed and something we wanted to see come into fruition, whether that was, like, uh, just us 
roasting coffee at home for friends and family and just like kicking it back mm-hmm. or like an actual business. Yeah. Which for those of you that really, really like coffee and want to run a business, they are two very, very different things. A business has a way of like ruining your passion. Yep. <laughs> In a weird sense. Yeah. Um, so from there we bought like our first roaster. It was a 1913 us Royal four roaster. Um, we still have it to this day that we are trying to, to pass it along to somebody else. It's kind of get started, yeah. kind of keep the tradition going. Um, after that, we actually ended up finding a space in Nelson, New York that had a little, f- like a three kilo red roaster, hmm. um, from us roaster core that we rented for like 30 bucks a month. Yeah. That's wild. Shout out. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, which if, for people that don't know, most roasters are in the thousands of dollars. They're more oh, expensive yeah. than your car. Yeah. Um, roasted on that for like, oh my gosh, probably roasted on that for a little over a year until we just hit this point that we were roasting like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. to like 8 p.m. Hmm. And we could not keep up. Like Eli, bless his soul, he would get up at 530, hmm. start roasting for like eight hours, I would come in and do like another eight hour shift mm-hmm. just to like fulfill orders. Cause I mean, we were, we could literally only do five pounds of coffee at a time. That was yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And like when we roasted for like Soleil cafe and we roasted for flour and salt and we roasted for like Colgate university, like we were talking like a couple hundred pounds right there. So it was yeah. taking all week. So we had mm-hmm. to you know purchase a larger roaster, yeah. went through that whole process. And now we have a beautiful 12 kilo mm-hmm. probat. I love that machine. Makes great coffee. Eli's doing great work out there. So yeah. shout out Eli. That's cool. Yeah, that's like a like it's almost when you find that uh building with a roaster that has it, it's like, you know, the heavens parted and couldn't, God couldn't said, beat it. You have to start a coffee company. Literally could <laughs> couldn't beat couldn't beat the fact that it was thirty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Like it's unheard of. It it's it's insane. It's insane. And it yeah. was like so, whether you keep this on the podcast or not, both my wife and I are Christians, mm-hmm. and my accountant is also a Christian. Yeah, and we always say, if God didn't want us to do this, we would not be in business because there's so many things yeah. that have just been like yeah. lined right up. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's funny you say that, man. Like one thing, you know, I'm I'm a Christian too. Grew up in it. I mean, I have my bachelor's in theology, and I've worked in churches nice. and all that kind of stuff, right? And one thing that always drives me crazy about Christianity, <laughs> about Christians, is the, well, let's stop and wait and pray about it for six months and see if God's, you know, I've, I, you know, the, the analogy I've heard from this guy named Chris Valadin uh, say before, he's a pastor up in California, is so many Christians see a red light and then pray until they see if it turns, if the light turns green and, and re, in, you know, his theology with it is, you know, you should assume that you have a green light and you pray unless there's a red. Yeah. You know, if you get a sign, if God says something, you know, whatever, if you, you know, whatever the case is. I mean, for those, for everybody that's listening, Peaks was also founded a lot because both Kelsey and I suffer from anxiety and depression. And it was so hard for Kelsey that during high school, she was actually placed in homebound learning. I've been a little bit more functioning most of my life. I definitely have days where, I mean, I can't do it. I've been on medication before. Um, Mm -hmm pretty high doses of antidepressants, but I've always been able to work through it. Um, So one thing that, you know, I always told Kelsey is like, look right now there is a wall, Mm -hmm. right? There's a wall in our way. 
but yeah. there's four ways around the wall. Mm-hmm. We can work over it, we can work under it, or we can work around it either side. Mm-hmm. And just because right now we see the wall, it doesn't mean God's saying no. It just means you yeah. got to work. Yeah, I'll give you the tools, but you got to do the work. You right. got to put the work in. Yeah. Um, so that's been something that's always been present for me when I'm like, all right, yeah, just give give me a little more, <laughs> give me a little more strength to get through this part. Um, but yeah, I mean, running a business is not easy. <laughs> it's very difficult. Was it a dream of yours to have a coffee company back before it started, or was it just something that kind of like, just like the steps were there? I think it was more the steps were there. Mm-hmm. So I was going to school to be a nurse, and yeah. Kelsey's like first job mm-hmm. was at Starbucks. Yeah. And it was a place for her where she felt safe. She felt comfortable and it really helped her dig herself out of this anxiety and depression, like this just vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. And I started going to Starbucks drinking peppermint mochas shout out to peppermint <laughs> mochas. Cause I still love them. Um, because my parents had moved and we didn't have any wifi at the house and everything for school was online. Everything. <laughs> so I had to go to Starbucks every single day and get a drink. And I know for Kelsey, um, when she was really, really anxious, she used to be like, all right, I'm going to go to a coffee shop. I'm going to get a coffee. I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a week later, she'd be like, all right, I'm going to go to a coffee shop. I'm going to sit for two minutes mm-hmm. in a chair, and I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. And it was a way for her to start conquering that anxiety and fear. So she worked really, really closely, actually, with the owner of Milk and Honey, Siobhan. Mm-hmm. And it was, cool. you know, Siobhan was like, I'm going to own a bakery one day. And Kelsey mm-hmm. was like, I want to own a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And I can't really attest at that time if it was like, I'm really going to own a coffee shop or like, I want to own a coffee shop. Yeah. But she owns a coffee shop now. <laughs> so I kind of got rubbed in when we started dating and it was something she like, I was like studying for an exam and she was like, honey, I want to own my own coffee shop one day. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. That's great. As I'm like buried in books up to my no, neck deep. Yeah. And I don't know what it was. It was just like, I was sitting at, uh, I think I was, I was, I was at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really, really slow day. There was nothing to do. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy some green coffee. Mm. So I went on some weird website. I don't, it was not Sweet Maria. So <laughs> people that home roasters know what Sweet Maria's was. <laughs> I have no idea where I went, but I got like a pound of this Costa Rican hmm. coffee, roasted it on a cast iron skillet in a hmm. smoker. Yeah. Which, for those of you that don't know, it's <laughs> awful. And. It was just, it was just trash. Yeah. So from there, it was the whole, you know, the whole nine yards of just trying to start roasting and trying mm. to start doing things and, and learning a little bit about coffee. Um, everything that I learned ended up being pretty wrong. Yeah. Which is fine because you know trial and error until we hired a consultant that was like, <laughs> you should probably do things this way because it's better for you and better for your business. And I was like, oh, shout out to you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So yeah. So you guys were roasting uh, in the beginning. You were just doing wholesale, right? We were. We had no plans to do wholesale. Oh, really? Yeah, we had. We opened a tiny little store in Nelson. I mean, it was so three hundred square feet. It was smaller than most kids' bedrooms. Yeah, it had the roaster. Hmm. It had a tiny storage closet. We put in tiny little counters and a sink. Hmm. We were just gonna like cruise that for a year. Yeah, and zero other plans. Hmm. And then one day, all of a sudden, Shem and Taylor invite us out to dinner. For those of you that don't know, Shem and Taylor own Soleil Cafe in Fayetteville. Yeah. And we were at dinner with them, which Taylor was was my old boss. Yeah, right. Um, I love Taylor. I love Shem. They're <laughs> amazing people. 
And Sham was like, yo, we're opening up a coffee shop. We want to use your coffee. That's cool. I have no, I have no idea how to do any wholesale work. Never done it before in my life. <laughs> I have no idea how to like roast coffee for another company and like package and resell it. But I was like, okay, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And it was like immediately after we like partnered with them, mm-hmm. Flour and Salt did the same thing. Flour and Salt's mm-hmm. a bakery in Hamilton. Yeah. Great place. Pretty Brendan, the whole crew there. My little sister works there now. Oh, that's cool. Um, love them. Amazing. Mm. Best, best bagel sandwiches. So good. And we like, I think they were going to use another coffee roaster, which is totally cool. Cause like, again, we had no idea what we were doing. It's, it would technically be our second wholesale partner. Yeah. And it was just like a random, like Brady came in one day. She's like, what would it be like to use your coffee? And mm. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's been our second longest standing partnership hmm. since Soleil Cafe. I mean, it's Soleil and Flower and Salt are the the two businesses that, in a sense, like put us on the map. Yeah, and they have had to put up with the most trial and error. Hmm. So shout out to both of their businesses because we have changed a <laughs> lot of things in four years, and that's just part of running the business. But yeah. like without those two guys, we wouldn't have a business. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. It's uh, it's funny, like when you hit those ones in the beginning that really kind of carry you through, and yeah. you don't really get it at the time, but especially looking back on it, just a yep. little, yeah. So you guys are there, and then um, here, like what three years into it, you make this move to Syracuse, and yep. So it was a little before our third birthday, uh, Kelsey that year. Um, of like year two to three had been working on a, a potential space and a lease. And we knew, we knew we had hit like growth capacity in Nelson. We knew that we knew, especially cause our, our vision had changed. Like originally we were like, our mission was we're going to roast the best coffee ever. And for those of like, I could care less about that now. Yeah. Do I like good coffee? Absolutely. Do I want good coffee? Yes. But you know, we're on a mission to meet people in their peaks and valleys and coffee is just the catalyst. Yeah. So it's nothing to do with coffee. It's everything about people. We could take Mm. this mission of meeting people in their peaks and valleys and switch it to like t-shirts and Mm. we could still have the same mission, but just a different product. But we decided that coffee is our catalyst. Mm. So we realized if we're going to actually live true to our mission and live true to our vision and values, we need to have a retail store. Yeah. So we ended up finding one. We actually were sought out by a, a another company. They were like, you know, we definitely see That's some cool. potential partnership here. And we especially know that you guys could be really impactful to students. Yeah. So we, <clears throat> excuse me, Kelsey, you know, kind of worked through the lease. Yeah. And we shut our store down. Mm. And we moved to Syracuse. Yeah. That has been the toughest decision oh, yeah, ever. Man. Like you're like... $200,000 plus yeah, right up front. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Opening up a retail store is crazy. I have crazy respect for somebody who takes the, I was just saying this to Deanna and Mark yesterday out at the chef and the cook. You know, like eat local CMY started with a phone. Like I didn't need to make any investments. Yep. You know, I had to like, at the time I had to like get a DBA and that was $20. Right. So like I had to do Whoop. nothing. Yeah. I can't imagine, um, I think it's why I have so much respect for somebody who owns a, like a restaurant 
Um, and it's so funny, like Deanna and Mark yesterday, I'm 33, they're 29 and 31 and they've owned two restaurants now. And God I just, bless them. I just, when they told me that I was like, Oh my God. Cause like in my head, they are like these old wise people <laughs> who, you know, and, and like Kelsey and I started this when we were 19 and 21. It's crazy. I'm 26 years old. Yeah. My wife is 24 mm-hmm. running this company. It's nuts, man. There Absolutely are days nuts. that I wake up and I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And like every day as a business owner that you wake up, you are doing something that you have never, ever done before. Mm. That to me is the scariest thing. Yeah. Like waking up, looking at the team that's underneath you and being like, crap. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. But like. The I think the best thing about having wholesale partnerships for me is I can call up one of my wholesale partners that has had more retail experience than me. Mm. And I can be like, yo, yeah, I have a like I have a question. I need ten minutes of your time. Yeah. So shout out to Brittany from Flower and Salt <laughs> because she has helped me That's cool. so much. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And like especially the the thing about being a business owner that I've talked with Kelsey about my hardest thing, there's two sides of it, the dreamer and money. Yeah. Because without money, you can't dream. Yeah. So, you know, we have accountants that tell us all the numbers and tell us we need to do this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And it gets really distracting. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're doing their job and you know it. But for me, that's the thing that distracted me the most and actually this year made me lose sight of that mission and vision and values. Mm-hmm. But it's something that Kelsey and I like, over the past like six weeks have just reconnected on and been like, what do we want to see differently coming from our company in 2020 yeah. versus what we did in 2019? Yeah. What do you think those things are for us? You know, we started this company for anxiety and depression and to make people, to that make a seems space. so crazy to me, by the way. Oh. I mean, you like, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's absolutely crazy. Like talking, talking super openly. Cause yeah, I, I know my wife will forgive me. Her anxiety this year has been, been the worst it's been I can't in imagine years and I, it like it it takes a toll on on you it really especially for her because she's like like she worked a shift at the cafe today mm-hmm. that's like her second shift mm-hmm. since February wow for me that's amazing for her that's like absolutely draining and yeah. I can't I can't be in her you know I can't be in her body I, I'm her support system in two ways mm-hmm. partner and yeah. husband but like that's a lot yeah especially when you're like you know, she's going to therapy twice a week now and, and going through all these things to make herself better so she can be a better member of the team. Yeah. And for me, that's important mm-hmm. because like everybody's going to have off days. Yeah. Your staff are going to have a day where they just is not clicking. Mm. But what did you do today to be a better version of yourself tomorrow is important. Yeah. Um, so for us, after we sat, I mean, we sat down and like for two weeks straight, we were working to like midnight, just like mm. talking, like trying to figure out where did we go wrong in 2019? Where did we do good? Yeah. And for us, we completely lost sight of the mission and the vision. We Mm. did. Yeah. We're calling it like it is. (laughs) So for us, we had a great conversation today with a guest that came in and she's like, ah, she's like, I'm actually, uh, going to be a Narcan instructor pretty soon. Mm. And, uh, I also can teach suicide prevention Mm. methods and, uh, I can connect you with people that can do mental health first aid because those things exist. Mm. And, that's one thing that we wanted to do last this year and we just yeah we just got busy and we forgot and it's like 
that little reassessment of being like, all right, let's reconnect and refocus in on what our mission is. And that's coffee is a catalyst. Yeah. At this point, I put coffee in two categories. I like this. Yeah. And I don't like this. And right. If I don't like it, I'm not going to want to drink it. But I can put all of my efforts into supporting the team and putting that mission, vision, and values out where everybody can see it through our marketing, through our conversations at the cafe, through our conversations with our team members to make sure mm-hmm. that 2020 is a better year. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's, um, you know, it's it's funny. Like, Rebecca has anxiety as well, mm-hmm. and I, I still don't fully get it. I've never had, you know, I don't have anxiety yet. You know, I'm sure there's, you know, times where I have, you know, felt it. I mean, back when I was 21 years old, I owned a furniture store. Uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life. And Dang. yeah. And unfortunately I had a business partner that was just a rotten human being. And a year, it was also 2008. So the furniture store ended, we had a great first six months. And then we had like the most horrific, uh, second six months. And nobody who knows really what it was. There was a combination of things at the time. I thought sales tax was like extra money. Um, you know, I, I failed to realize uh, in the beginning that that sales tax had to is be. not extra money <laughs> yeah. if you're looking to start a business. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, uh, plus I just had a bad business partner. Plus it was the 2008 crisis. So there was yep. all these contributing factors. Yep. Um, and I thought, you know, I remember getting. Um, I remember getting our first like tax bill that was due and it was like $5,000 and it was at, it was in the beginning of like the really bad times of the business. And I was living with my parents at the time, you know, I'm 21 years old and I'm like, I have no idea how we're going to pay for this. Um, the, my business partner was nowhere to be found. So it was really me and everything was in my name in the business as well. And that was just a DBA. So there was no really like separation, Yeah. but I remember really That's being rough. like, you That's know, rough. yeah, I was in a really rough spot there. And I just remember taking those bills and I would like go up to that building at like 1130 at night and just walk laps around the inside of the building and just pray and just, be like, you know, just say, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but you have to do like something has to happen here. Yep. There was uh there was this time when um it was like right before uh there was this, this two week period. I've never been one like churches do fasting and all that kind of stuff. I've just never been into it, you know. I just never when it comes to Christianity, I was never into like people telling me like now you're going to fast, because all of us are. Um and so, but there was this two week period where I just was like, I think I'm going to fast, you know, music and TV and movies and just kind of entertainment. And then when I'm driving, I'll just kind of like sing like your yeah. pray or whatever. Um, when I'm home, I'll like read my Bible or just chill, whatever yeah. it is. And so I did that for two weeks and it was like that first day after the fast, everything blew up with my business partner and just, it turned into like locks were changed and money from the bank account was taken out and all this crazy stuff happened where it all ended. And when that happened, I was calm. I was cool. Like if that had happened three weeks prior, I would have been losing my mind. Yep. Um, but there was just, it was just something about like being prepared for it, I guess, not knowing that I was getting prepared for it, but, and everything, you know, worked out 
you know, there's a whole another side to that story, but things wound up working out and, you know, I spent eight years of my life paying everything off, you know, from it, but you learned. Yeah, exactly. But that was like the closest I've really, there's been other downtimes, but that was the closest I've ever come to like really getting like, or sort of understanding like anxiety, depression, you know, I can't imagine kind of dealing, you know, dealing with that stuff and owning a business. Yeah. I mean, my wife has dealt with it her whole life and it's, it's incredible this year for me to see her personal growth Mm -hmm. because like she's, she has anxious days where she's like, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. I want to stay at home. I want to hide from the world, but I have a responsibility to not only Sam, but -hmm. to the rest of the team to do a job. And I'm going to do that job to the best of my ability every single day. So that for me has been like something that has been incredible for me this year. It's just being like, I mean, I'm going to wake up and, my dad and my grandpa instilled in me, mm-hmm. whatever your hand finds to do, you do it with all your might. Mm-hmm. So I'll get up and I'll go to work. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Versus like seeing my wife who, I mean, has days where she's like, I don't want to get, I can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And she gets up. Yeah. She gets dressed. She goes to work. She does her work. She comes home. Mm-hmm. She might be exhausted by the time she's home, but I got done. And I think that has been, something that's helped us refocus our mission and our vision and like how we want to work with our team because like everybody's going to have days where they're just like, nah, yeah, this is not, this is not working, but maintaining a professional, you know, atmosphere mm. and two of our core values are ownership and authenticity, mm. authenticity in the way that you serve guests that come into the cafe. I have a very particular style that sometimes my wife doesn't agree with. <laughs> I call people friend because it's, it's non it's, it's a neutral word. Yeah. And it just, for me is like when people come into my house, they're my friends and I want to treat people that come into the cafe the same way that I treat them when they come into my house, calling them friend, making them feel warm, comfortable and letting them know that I'm excited that they're there Mm -hmm. because I get to serve them today, which is, you know, brings a better experience Mm -hmm. for them. And, that's authenticity. That's our core value, authenticity. And our other one is ownership. And ownership isn't just like I'm an owner. Mm-hmm. It's every single day you go to work, you have things that need to get done. Yeah. And it's taking ownership of those things and making sure they're done to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. If they're done the best of your ability, you can, cr- you know, you can leave work and you can leave your teammates in a better place than when you came in. And you can go home feeling satisfied and knowing that you put in a good day's work and you're home free. And that's something from that's two things from like uh, cat and cloud coffee and, you mm-hmm. know, leaving people better than when you came into contact with them. Yeah. And Simon Sinek who wants, you know, his whole mission and his whole business is basically focused around people coming to work, right. working really, really hard for eight hours or whatever their time is yeah. and leaving satisfied and leaving happy, mm-hmm. which for me is something that we want to instill. Yeah. And okay. Not every day are you going to leave work like super, super, super stoked. Right. But on, on a daily basis, on like a pretty average basis, if you can leave work and like, I put in a good day's work, yeah. that's a good feeling. And that's the same feeling that I want to have. I yeah. want to leave work and be like, yeah, I had a good day. I had a good. Yeah. Um, not to shift gears completely, but 
what do you, what was your all's decision to like, or I don't know if there ever was like a, like a conscious decision, but like you do your own social media, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had somebody that did it for you? No. Have you ever had somebody approach you to do it? Multiple times. Yeah. So what was the decision to do it yourself? So another thing that Kelsey and I discussed when we were talking about retail spaces uh, and having a retail team and having a wholesale team, mm. right? We have two sides to our business. Yeah. They're actually completely separate businesses. We have a wholesale and we have a retail. Yeah. We want to always hire from within. Mm. We want to cultivate our people, grow them, especially because we want more cafes yeah. and we want to grow our wholesale team and grow our wholesale partnerships. Um, we want to cultivate people from within. So if we can pay somebody more money mm-hmm. to market for us that has an interest in it and we can help them learn how to market better, yeah. why not pay them more? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's nothing against other marketing firms or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's simply, we want the people in our team to feel like they have, they have, not necessarily ownership of the business, but they have a say Mm -hmm. and that together with those team members, we can make the business grow Yeah, because Kelsey and I, we only know so much and we can only do so much, Mm -hmm. right? I can't spend 40 hours a week on marketing. Yeah. Right. That is with all my other tasks is just not going to (laughs) work. So if I can be like, Hey, you like posting photos. You have a really good sense of style. You know what our mission and our vision and our values are, and you're living them out mm-hmm. and you want to run the marketing and you're going to live out that mission, vision and value every single day. Yeah. I'll pay you more. Yeah. Do you, so do you have somebody doing it now or do you do it? Uh, yeah, we actually have somebody do it now. Oh, cool. Okay. Shout out to Gabby. Yeah. She does a great job. They do a great job. Um, they, uh, it really is. It has a great flow. It's probably the most, and I do it for Cabal, but it's honestly, you guys probably have the best of the coffee roasters, I'd say, in town. Well, thank you. Just because it's, it's a good style. It feels genuine. It feels like in the yeah. moment. It, it's definitely uh, very authentic, which yeah. again, it goes right back to that authenticity value. And it feels what it feels like what peaks should be. Yeah. And, and I mean, she's killing it. Yeah. Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. That's really the best thing you'd say about it. It feels like what the company is. Yep. Um, and that's hard to do because sometimes. I mean, like depression, anxiety, suicide, mental illness are heavy, heavy subjects. Yeah. It's something that, you know, I've lived with for 26 years. Kelsey's lived with for 24 years. Right. Other team members of ours have lived with their whole life. It's hard. Yeah. But in a sense, the Instagram and the social media almost lighten it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm not trying to take take anything away from how heavy it is. Yeah. But, like, sometimes you need to know it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, for sure. And that Peaks is literally, Peaks is, like, it's a coffee shop, but it's also there if you just want to come in and be like, I'm having a really bad day. Yeah. You're probably getting free coffee. Yeah. And you're probably going to get somebody to talk to, even if it's for five minutes. Yeah. Just because we want to, we want you to know you can come to us with, with something that you're just like, I'm having a really bad day. Yeah. I just need to, like, sit and have a cup of coffee. Come on in. So if this is the mission now is to kind of like bring light to those things and help people that are suffering from them and kind of give a place and a voice, do you think you're always going to be, well, I know the answer already, but I mean, do you have any idea of how much longer you're going to be doing that through a coffee shop? The rest of our life. Really? I mean, there are other business ideas that I've had. Yeah. 
but I'm not ready to work on them. Right. And I mean, running a business is hard. Running a business that has the mindset of trying to make, you know, one day I would like to see our baristas be career, you know, having careers here, not just like Mm. you hear 20 hours a week. Yeah. First year's hard. First year's really hard. Right. Um, Mm. but having people with like-minded mission, vision, and values, I think is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And they're the people that keep you honest. Yeah. Mallory, one of our cafe managers, um, has been the person for me that like talk straight. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a very direct person when I communicate. I don't fluff things. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I just like for my mindset, I don't have time. Yeah. I want to tell you the truth, nothing but the truth and just get to the point mm-hmm. because we can have different opinions on something and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But we're both working towards the same mission. Right. And Mallory has always had that mindset with me to just be like, nah, this is it. Mm. This is the deal. Yeah. Like, no fluff, just straight calls me out. And that's what I need. Because people like that keep me honest. And they are the people that grow your business organically. And it's it's incredible that way. Just like, especially the past couple of weeks, we've had to be like, all right. We're taking a step back, looking at the big picture, which is something Kelsey is really bad at. Yeah, I'm good at the get good at the big picture. Kelsey, not so much. But having those people that like can see the day to day and see the trends mm-hmm. and be like, "This is what we're doing," yeah. life changing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what do you see as the kind of like the next step for the cafe for the business? So. A big thing for us in 2020 that Kelsey and I have kind of discussed and we're going to talk more in depth about is getting our staff actually trained in like first uh, mental health first aid Mm -hmm. um, so that we can kind of recognize signs and symptoms and be able to talk to people more about what's going on. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be awkward. Right. It's okay to not be okay. And it's going to be awkward at first. It's awkward for me to talk about it because I'm a guy. Yeah. And guys talking about mental illness (laughs) is a stereotype. (laughs) But it's okay to talk about it. Yeah. And I think for us, like we're a for-profit business. Mm-hmm. We're not a non-for-profit. I don't intend to be a right. non-for-profit. Or we don't intend to be a non-for-profit. Yeah. Um, but next year we want to do more events that are like, you know, mental health focused. Whether that's classes. Whether that's like we did a bloom brunch last May where we like donated 10% to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental mm-hmm. Illness. More events like that. And then hopefully, you know, spreading and having more cafes where we're doing the same exact thing and we have... The mission's not going to change. Yeah. That mission, it's going to get edited a little bit here and there. The words are going to get changed. But the same mission and vision and values are going to drive us forward. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, man. It's, um, it kind of feels like, um, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but um, frivolous to talk about like necessary business growth. When you're kind of like, when you're that dedicated and clear in your mission. Yeah. I mean, you still need to make money and you still need straight up customers. Right. But I think for us, like there is so many, there are so many coffee shops in Syracuse and Syracuse is a pretty big city. I mean, yeah, uh, I think the last generic, whatever I looked at was like 300,000 plus people, like like all the suburbs and everything like that. Yeah. 
I think there's too many coffee shops in Syracuse. I think there's about probably an immediate, six an immediate, Syrac- <laughs> yeah, an immediate Syracuse. There's quite a few. Yeah. And where we're looking at it, right. We're going to get a, we're going to get a slice of the pie. Yeah. I'm not looking to take pie mm-hmm. away from Kubal or from recess or salt city. Like, right. God bless them. I hope their businesses are doing incredible things. I get like two cups of coffee a day. I'm sorry if I don't come see you guys too right. that often. Yeah. I've had four today. I'm going to pay for it tomorrow, <laughs> I swear. Um, or tonight, and I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. But like, let's look at Starbucks or look at Dunkin', yeah. right? They have hordes of people yeah. coming in. So if we can take a slice of the, their pie, yeah. that ain't going to hurt them. So. Yeah, but I will say this. Yes, I do agree with that. And, you know, it's like the brew. It's like the... If you ask most of the breweries in town and you say like, Hey, are you competing like Barrett Acorn? Are you competing with IBU? Or are you competing with a full bore? They'll say, no, we're not. We're just trying to elevate each other. We're trying to like mm-hmm. make beer that we think people will enjoy drinking. And yeah. we're trying to like take a market share from the big Budweiser, Budweiser Miller. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, at some point you are still competing with another, you know, other coffee shops, but like yeah. we're closed on Mondays. Mondays are our mental health day. Right. Right. So what do we do? Everybody go to recess. Yeah. Like literally we've shown up at recess and got coffee there yeah. on a Monday and then gone and had a meeting because yeah. we're not open. Yeah. One of our literally most dedicated customers mm. comes in every single day, every Monday. Guess where he is? Yeah. Recess. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. We have a different style of roasting and a different style of coffee and that's fine. Yeah. So if you want to come see us the other days, awesome. If mm. you want to go to recess that day, right on. I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, you do have people that, you know, go all over the place. And then you mm-hmm. also have people who are, like, dedicated. Yep. I'm Recess. I'm Kubal. I'm whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, personally in downtown, I just think there's too many coffee shops. And I don't mean, you know, and I mean, well, I don't My mean, accountant begs to differ, but I agree with you. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of coffee shops in a very small area. Yeah. But, like, for us, we... You know, look at let's like let's look at Soleil for example. Mm-hmm. There's two other coffee shops nearish yeah. Soleil, but Soleil has like its own channel, right? They're on Route Five, which yeah. is like the major in from that part of town right. into the city, and they crush it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we roast for them. I see how much coffee they yeah. they get. They crush it, right? And like they found their market, yeah, and they're crushing it. So. I'm not saying Syracuse needs more shops. Yeah. Um, In immediate downtown Syracuse, eh, maybe not. Yeah. But, like, there are suburbs of Syracuse where, like, I know for a fact that our mission speaks to a lot of people. Yeah. Because, like, my friend John Franco Mm -hmm. had a coffee shop in L.A., and he was buying coffee from us because our mission spoke to him. And that, for me, is more important we're we're gonna be working with um, advocates. I don't know if you know who they are. Yeah, we're gonna be working with them. They're gonna be having That's like cool. a little cafe in their space, and like That's cool. their mission is so closely tied to ours. I was like, anything we can do, any event that you guys are doing that I can donate coffee to, and we can hook you up with. Let's go. I really do wish that uh, more would go into the suburbs. I agree. So. If there's one thing you wish uh, somebody who's listening to this, which by the way, that's my mom and my grandmother. Um, <laughs> Uh, what would you, what do you like? I mean, besides like, like business advice, no, nah, well, business advice, let's, you know, part of my thing, right. I'm stuck on right now is like just asking, um, I used, like I was saying, you know, eat local CMY is still nothing. It is minuscule. It is like, you know, the 
bacteria on the plankton on the whale, right? Like yeah. it, it is in the grand scheme of things, yeah. it doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just fortunate that Syracuse is small enough that I can make an impact somehow. Yeah. But um, for all the people who think that we do something, I've made, made two posts now where I'm like, I'm ripping this off from Michael John Haggerty. He gave me the idea, by the way. But it was like... Shout I, out to him. Yeah. I post, I'm like, hey, I'm going to dinner at this restaurant. Whoever wants to join me. Nobody showed up to him. So um, just to like put things into perspective of what we do, right? But yet there's still... I still realized about two years ago, maybe, yeah, about two years ago, like, okay, Eat Local CMY has now come to a point where if I closed it up and decided I wanted to not do it anymore, that there would be collateral damage, you know, like I would have to go help this client find another marketing person because I'm not a dick. Uh, you know, I would have yeah. to like, uh, now I'd have this studio with all this shit in it that I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever the reason is, I couldn't, it can't just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to look lights off. Yeah. Like, like, so I love staying busy, mm-hmm. but I'm up at 6am. Now you're married. Right. I'm up now. I'm married. I'm if up you own a business and you're married, your wife comes first <laughs> yeah. or your husband or vice versa or whatever. Right. You do. But I'm up at 6 a.m. doing shit. And now I'm usually up until midnight editing shit, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just kind of the cycle. I would love for that to not be the case, but unfortunately it is. Yeah. Um, but it's also not to the point where I can just shut it off and say, I'm not going to do that today. Yeah. You know, because other people suffer. Yeah. Um, what was the point where for you guys where, you know, you and Kelsey were like, okay, we can't just stop now or has there been that point? I mean, yeah. I mean, like talking as an open, honest business yeah. owner, there are days that I'm just like, screw this. <laughs> like I have, I have no, I have nothing left in the tank. Yeah. Like I literally can't even open my laptop because I'm so depressed about Whatever happened. Yeah. And like for me, it's been like like certain people on my team that have just been like, yo, we had a rough week, mm-hmm. but next week's going to be better. Yeah. And next week, next week is going to be good. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll trust you. Yeah. And like, I don't, I've realized lately, I don't get a thrill about ordering milk. If you're you're wondering what it's like to order or to to run a coffee shop, let me break it down for you. You order coffee, you order milk, you order paper goods, you deep clean everything, you serve people that at (laughs) seven o'clock in the morning are probably not the happiest because they haven't had coffee yet. Yeah. You don't, or if you really like getting up at 5 30 in the morning to go make coffee, right? Then maybe it's for you. It's not for me. Yeah. Like, those mundane things drive me bonkers. Yeah. I am a big picture guy. I've yeah. come to realize that. I do not see next week. Mm. I see next year. Mm. Like that's how my brain and thank God Kelsey is a next week kind of girl. That's good, yeah. Because she's like all right, she I mean, she's over there with the spreadsheets up, looking at the cash flows and being like, you know, all wizardy and stuff. Yeah. And I'm over there like <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. But that's not my job. Yeah. Like I'm a big picture guy. I can see the big picture and I can drive us to that big picture with people behind me. Yeah. But when I get caught in mundane, I get toasted, Hmm. like absolutely fried. So number one, taking care of yourself. Like we offer two weeks pay time off to our, our full-time employees. Like they can accrue it right from the get go. Um, they start accruing it and they get two weeks full vacation paid time off. And that's what we can do for right now. I'm 
hoping in the next couple of years it goes up. Yeah. They use, you know, we use that time to recharge mm-hmm. because work isn't everything. Yeah. I like Olympic lifting. I like playing soccer. Mm-hmm. I like fishing. I like hanging out with my wife. I like doing things outside of work. And I need to be able to do those things so I feel f- satisfied yeah. and fulfilled. Hmm. And I mean, the things that really worked for us this year were definitely like making sure Kelsey and I, like, there was a weird time where like I was working weekends and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So like, I never got to see her. And I was like, this is not, this is not, this is not it. This is not it, guys. Yeah. Cause I needed that time with my wife. Yeah. And that worked for me. And now, like, we have a better system. We have a better schedule. So, that, like, everybody's feeling happy. Yeah. That's and cool. that's what's important. Yeah. And I think another thing, like, as a business owner is, like, and this might sound harsh, not everybody that comes into your organization is going to, stay yeah but giving but as a business owner or as a manager or as somebody that's a leader within any organization giving that person the tools that two years from now they can look back and succeed in some way whether that feedback might have been harsh and whether that feedback might have hurt yeah but looking back two years i mean like all right yeah i got this i can do this because of of this situation Mm -hmm. and like that's just the truth like that's the way business works, unfortunately. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Sam, thanks so much for coming back again and being on the podcast, man. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. So if anybody has any questions, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Peaks Coffee, East Genesee Street, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, go check them out. Just not on Mondays. Just not on Mondays. We're close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Local CMY podcast. Make sure you follow us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, and you can find us online at eatlocalcmy.com. Sign up for our email because we always announce there first whenever we add a new restaurant to the Eat Local CMY card. If you don't already, make sure that you get your Eat Local CMY card. It's a $5 reusable coupon that you can use at over 100 locally-owned restaurants all over central New York as many times as you want until the end of December 2020. Just such a great deal. So head over to eatlocalcma.com and pick up your card today. And join our texting group. Text me, 315-284-5855. Just send me a text message with your name, and we'll get you added to the list. We announce everything to the texting group first. New restaurants, new events, uh, new podcasts, new guests on the podcast, special deals that restaurants send us to give out to our texting group that you won't find anywhere else. So send me a text message, 315-284-5855, and join that group. There's only space for a limited amount of people there. So if you want to be in that group, send us a text message today, and we will get you added to the list. Well, thank you so much. Again, do us a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the Eat Local CNY podcast, and we're going to catch you at the next episode. I hope I find you Something true 
just another lie Cause I don't want to waste all of your time Break your heart, baby, I just might Cause I know how it feels to be lonesome Spend most of my days having no one Dreaming you were out there shining in the sun A lonely soul hoping that they find someone Baby, I hope that I find you 